Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 177 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who listened to episode 176 uh, earlier in the week. Uh, it is what is it? It is 4:46 in the morning on a Sunday here, and I'm recording for y'all, just for y'all, just for the family. So, um. Yeah, so I appreciate everybody who listened to 176. Uh, a lot of people hit me up about the uh, whole uh, tragic mulatto thing. I had about six, seven people hit me up about that. Uh, and they were saying there's a lot of good information about that and giving me their own personal stories about, you know, tragic mulattoes that they know and uh, things like that. And now they know how to spot a tragic mulatto and uh, and basically how to not you know raise their own child to be you know a tragic mulatto you know what i'm saying so and to you know have them you know uh basically be in touch with their own blackness that's the main key and uh not have them out here running around and trying to shelter them from black folks because you equate black people with poverty you know what i'm saying so you know don't do not do that you gotta you know have that child out here you know embracing their blackness um you know embracing their uh white side of the family or their hispanic side of the family uh or their native side of the family whichever it is but the truth of the matter is america is gonna look at that child as black so that's the main thing that you you really have to think about you're raising a black child you're not raising a biracial child so keep that in mind um so let's go ahead and get started uh with that good old summer damn jam screen uh it's getting crazy out here uh earlier today um i was at work well it's so it's 4 46 monday uh technically so uh sunday I'm at work, you know, just doing my thing and the and you know, you know, I I'm a delivery driver, so I'm hitting all these grocery stores and shit like that, the Walmarts and Hy-Vees and you know, the Sam's Clubs and shit like that. And so, you know, I get to uh one of my Walmarts, you know, and the manager, he's talking about I'm just glad that you know all the windows are still up and things like that and this was like a west omaha store and um and i'm telling him i'm like you got insurance like what are you worried about you know people people out here dying uh you know windows can be, be replaced lives can't he's like well you, you know well, well you know i was like i don't know i don't know so he thought you know just because i was in uniform i was gonna coon it up with him you know what i'm saying but uh that was the thing that i got from a lot of managers uh out on my route and um you know just a lot of them just being very fearful and so a lot of the baker supermarkets they closed early uh due to the civil unrest and 
um, the Walmarts actually they said fuck that we're closing at five o'clock. So they closed at five o'clock and they they're not having any overnight teams um you know working and they pushed back their am teams their am truck teams and their receiving hours they pushed that back uh because right now we are under a curfew here in the city just because of uh what's been going on uh there were some protests going on friday saturday and today and uh you know a lot of folks were protesting at 72nd and dodge if you're not from omaha you're not from the city i know i have a lot of people out in cali that listen so shout out to y'all and there's a few people out in uh, the cleveland area who fuck with the podcast fuck uh, i fuck with y'all too so what's up and um but 72nd and dodge is pretty much like the busiest intersection in the whole city of you know omaha and the metropolitan area you know so to speak so if you uh the metropolitan area is a white flight area so if you factor in all them them little uh bullshit ass uh cities that still you know benefit from the omaha structure it's about a million people but the city of omaha is actually about half a million people or whatever so um yeah so basically there was protests there and there's a target right there at the old crossroads mall so the cops were out there trying to protect that um people were pretty much just protesting you know for um because they seen what happened to george floyd uh may that brother rest in peace at the hands of uh that that race soldier Derek uh chauvin right so there is a bunch of protests going on there people were uh you know talking uh, talking online about you know looting the target because they seen what happened up in minnesota uh not even looting it but just burning the shit down you know a lot of folks just wanted to act a plumb fool um but the thing is what we're seeing a lot on tv is the media the mainstream media is trying this is why you really can't fuck with the mainstream media and that's why i salute all them folks down in atlanta who was down there at cnn you know raising hell and uh you know it's a where the cnn building is is just like one of those epicenter one of them epic places uh down there uh you know where uh, you know atlians can you know just gather and converse because it's so iconic that big ass red cnn so they were spray painting on that and you know uh holding demonstrations down there but the mainstream media has been uh basically showing you know these protesters you know they're trying to claim that they're looters showing black protesters as looters when it's actually white folks coming in from out of town uh actually being out here and uh just causing mayhem and shit like that then there's also was that up in minnesota where people busted that um that undercover cop who was out there with a hammer breaking down them auto zone mirrors and uh not mirrors but the windows and shit like that so there's been all these strategically placed agents of chaos out in uh, during these protests and then there's people who were you know running out stealing skateboards and surfboards in different cities across the country and shit like that and uh then there was one there was even so blatant with the media some people somebody posted a video of uh fuckers broke into the cheesecake factory and it was this little white woman walking with a cheesecake and the, and the reporter literally said that people have broken into the cheesecake factory and there's a woman white woman and a white dude walking with a cheesecake and she says there there's a somebody holding a cheesecake not sure where she got there from I'm like bitch what like they literally stole a whole cheesecake from the cheesecake factory you know what i'm saying so folks been turning up all over the country because of the death of uh, George Floyd was one of the toughest things to uh, fucking watch. And uh, so basically this brother up in uh, Minneapolis, he was 
uh, he was doing his thing up there. He was a trucker up there and he worked security at this little spot, uh, this little nightclub spot up there. And this brother lost his life for a so-called counterfeit $20 bill. So he was at the little bodega or the corner store um, and these motherfuckers called the police on him because they said he was trying to pass a fake $20 bill and the, the fucking store owner who's trying to pay for George Floyd's funeral even said himself he was like he might not even known himself that it was a fake $20 bill now this brother's a trucker so somehow he probably just you know just got mixed up in the in the shuffle of the money that he had but they went ahead and called police and then police killed him uh you know uh Derek Chauvin killed him basically had him arrested on, had him on the ground face down hands behind his back but he had his knee on his neck for damn near what was it almost nine minutes and the brother was telling him i can't breathe so we've heard this before right we've heard the, the phrase i can't breathe with how these fucking you know these race soldiers move so there's an asian cop just standing right there just looking on and uh then there was two other cops just kind of standing there and you know moving the crowd back because people were like closing in like yo get the fuck up off him get the fuck up off him and then so once this man died then they tried to say that you know before because you only saw that video of uh that race soldier chauvin with his knee and floyd's you know uh back of his neck so you only saw that video so then the police uh tried to lie about it and say that he was resisting arrest whole time uh there was cameras outside of those stores and they released that footage and this brother didn't uh, he didn't deny he didn't resist arrest at all so it was one of those i say so type of deals right and so that's when people really just started turning the fuck up. So you had that civil unrest up there in uh, Minneapolis. Folks uh, destroyed a target up there, uh, pretty much ransacked that shit. And then you started seeing uh, uh, here in Omaha, there was talks of, OK, well, let's protest at the target because, you know, target is based out of Minnesota, Minneapolis. Uh, you know, that's where it started at. So that's where the headquarters are at. And I think uh, what is it where the. Uh, which call this play where the minnesota timberwolves play is um is where uh is the target center or whatever and where the uh, minnesota Lynx play at <clears throat> and never forget that with the uh, minneapolis police uh minnesota police or minneapolis police they didn't want to back when um uh eric gardner uh when he got choked to death and the minnesota Lynx, the wnba team the women's basketball team uh they wore shirts that said i can't breathe now never forget that, that police department they provided security uh for the arena they walked out that day that them women wore them shirts so never forget that always keep that in mind right and then um and also that up there that's where the brother philando castile was murdered too so you just so there's a history there right and so the mayor came out talking about um uh, you know all this forgiveness shit and then there was the city council woman uh who came out singing you know uh, amazing graces like what the fuck is this supposed to do so that just made folks turn up harder because it was like hey you need to bring some charges up on this motherfucker here right and <clears throat> so those charges were brought up he got hit with uh what is it, second degree murder uh and then like third third degree like manslaughter which basically breaks down to like accidental murder right 
And I think that third degree manslaughter, I think there's only one of a few states to have it and Minnesota is one of them. So it's just like an accidental murder. So uh, we will see how that plays out um, in trial or whatever. So uh, you had that civil unrest going on and it's going on across the whole country. The whole country is going on. You start seeing uh, people turning up in Cali, down there in Atlanta, out there in D.C., here in Omaha. Uh, folks just turned the turned smooth the fuck up. People are just fed the fuck up. And um, so, what else was I going to say about uh, what happened with this uh, Floyd case? Um, I know that there was that Democratic was that district attorney that was talking about they really couldn't charge. Um, the uh the police officer and then there was a uh a, a report that came out that basically said that george floyd was unhealthy i'm just like what there so they were trying to blame his death on himself which was some bullshit this was a big strapping brother he didn't look unhealthy at all and um so then uh you start so once that target got looted okay this is what i was alluding to so once that target got ransacked up there in minnesota up in minneapolis then you started seeing these uh these white trolls come out that's when you really started seeing those trolls come out there was a few of them uh you know those, those hardcore white supremacists they love that type of shit they love posting uh memes about dead black men uh you know hiding behind a fake screen name um uh, fake uh, names and shit like that but then once the uh, destruction of property happened that's when those uh those fake white liberals start coming out and it's like i support the protest but this looting is just you know it's just it's just too much you know it's shit like that and then people were like okay so people started calling out these fake white liberals and started saying hey you know so basically a building is worth more than a life because i can look at your profile and see that you ain't say a shit about the death of george floyd you haven't tweeted out anything about black lives matter you haven't said that this is a tragedy and Derek chauvin needs to be arrested and by the way his wife is divorcing him and people were like oh hell yeah that's what's up but he's had many many and i think she's like a former beauty pageant or something some asian woman uh and he's had many complaints against him and now when it hit the fan on the national news uh you know it, it it didn't hit everywhere you know pretty much globally now all of a sudden she want to divorce him i'm like okay you were complicit for all these years when he had these many complaints against him uh uh concerning police brutality now you know he'd been put on that damn summer damn jam screen all of a sudden it's like okay i'm leaving now you know what i'm saying it's just you trying to you know scoot away but whatever so then so like i said people start calling out these fake white liberals because they said nothing about george floyd but all of a sudden they care about a fucking target building they care about an auto zone you know they care about you know uh, police cars being damaged and shit like that so that's very telling about who you have on your friends list um and then also there's a lot of these coon ass celebrities out here who were looking real funny in the light and i know a lot of people were pissed at beyonce for reading some kind of teleprompter ass statement but we know beyonce cannot fly off the cuff and really speak passionately because um i'm not gonna say beyonce is a little bit slow uh, but that's just not her forte, I will say. You know what I'm saying? She has to read a prepared statement. That's just, you know, how she is. You know, it, it has to be the perfect image. And, um, you know, she just 
and she has to read a prepared statement and people didn't like what the fuck she had to say and then you had this whole influx of all lives matter shit coming out and now people uh, are looking at uh, Virgil Abloh the brother who made off-white they looking at him funny in the light because this nigga donated like $50 to some organization when this nigga has socks that's like $100 this nigga has sweatsuits that's like $1200, $1300 but you he he literally screenshot himself sending $50 to some organization and then he was uh he was condemning uh protesters or so-called looters or riders whatever the fuck you want to call them uh depending on what's your forte uh he was condemning them about you know uh ransacking a sean uh, Wortherspoon's store um this is a guy who has a couple of like thrift shops or some shit like that so he was like condemning them saying it's fucked up and blah 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 and sean Wortherspoon himself uh he's a, he's like a kind of a designer he has a pair of uh you know, a pair of Air Max uh, 97s that's going for like a crazy price. It's them corduroy joints, uh, the corduroy joints that's like uh, different colors and shit like this, like that. And they got the regular Air Max bubble, not an Air Max 97 bubble, but the upper is Air Max 97. That's just a sneakerhead in me. But um, he even was talking about, you know, he was, you know, posted on his Instagram about George Floyd and how Black Lives Matter. And then somebody was like, I'm sorry about your shops. I'm praying for you. And he was like, no, nah, don't worry about my shops. You know, pray for people infected with the COVID virus and shit like that because he knows he has insurance. You see what I'm saying? Insurance is going to take care of all of that shit, right? You can get all that shit back. You know, everything can be replaced. And people said that beautifully when uh, folks were talking about, why are these people down at CNN, uh, down there in Atlanta, you know, painting on the sign and shit like that? And it was just like, that shit can be replaced. And like I said, it's just such a, a defining, uh, such a definite statue, that big ass red CNN. And they know they're going to get that media attention and get their, you know, their their message across which is you know no justice no peace and you know what was crazy after that protest cnn had somebody out there the next fucking day repainting the red cnn just that simple you know what i'm saying so i seen down there in atlanta folks were you know hitting atms and hitting banks and then out there in uh i think that was oakland that nigga hit the uh one of them uh them white niggas hit a mercedes-benz dealership and drove off one of them bitches off the lot or something well off the showroom floor uh so there's a lot of crazy videos out there but like i said there's so many agents of chaos out there but going back to my point about these fake white liberals uh there were so many people that you know i seen on facebook on my end like my black friends like um you know basically talking about uh you know defending uh the black lives matter statement um you know trying to explain to white people about how property can be replaced lives cannot um basically just showing them you know i'm a human too i'm a human being too and the thing that i want my black friends to realize is why like why are you trying to explain yourself to white folks like why do you give a fuck what white people think like that's that's the thing that i really that that puzzles me and uh and i'm not gonna put this brother on blast but i know a nigga that was talking about uh he was he was mad about the situation with the brother James Scurlock here. Rest in peace to that young brother. He was killed at the hands of uh, a known bigot. Uh, 
in the city by the name of James Gardner who owns this club called The Hive which is like uh, old to like 311 or whatever that old fucking 90s band and 90s 2000 band 311 and um so he went to our local station's uh, Facebook page, KETV, and he was telling me, he was like, man, it's, it, you know, it's just fucked up because this shows what white folks really think about us. I'm just like, nigga, don't let that shit get you down. Like, bro, like, that's what the system of white supremacy does. It makes you, it puts you in a position like you're inferior to white people and like they're your gods or they're your parents or something like that because they indoctrinate you with that image of white jesus and then they always preaching that you know god gave us you know god made man in his image and so therefore his son should look just like him and his son looks like a fucking 80s rocker right with that sharp goatee and that long stringy hair but even in the bible it says cuz had feet the color of brass and his hair was like lamb's wool like who the fuck has hair like lamb's wool black folks right so they give you their god so you will you know subconsciously look at them as gods right that's how it works and so i was just trying to explain to that brother like why the fuck do you give a like why do you care what white folks think about you you know what i'm saying you can be doing all the right things you know paying your taxes a beautiful home a great family law-abiding black man black woman and there's still gonna be some trash out there you know this you know one paycheck away from being homeless looking at you and like you're a fucking nigger you know what i'm saying so it just doesn't matter it don't matter if you out here in these streets it don't matter if you up in the presidential suite they still gonna look at you like a nigger so you might as well ball out rub that shit in their face and live your best life and not give a fuck what they think because that's how i live my life you know what i'm saying i'd be out here living the doing the flyest shit you know once i sat down with the brother judge low and he just really just you know just told me hey you know when i was out here just just wild and he was like you need to stop embarrassing your mama you know i caught that last charge and it was just like you know he just laced me with some game and it was just like you know stop being out here embarrassing your mama you know make her proud of you and you know make your family proud of you you know what i'm saying so you know and he was basically telling me I, I can't remember exactly what he said but the game he was basically giving me was like you know you falling right into their traps you know what i'm saying so you know uh you know anything can happen to you uh living in this system and how it is anything can happen to you but you know you might as well live it up you know what i'm saying you might as well do your own thing you know what i'm saying and be successful you know so that just really stuck with me and i took it took the advice from him you know i know that at the drop of a hat you know all this shit can be taken from me with one one false allegation being a black man in america you know what i'm saying they could trump up any kind of charges on me and take away everything that i've worked so hard for but at the same time i'm not going to sit here and just be paralyzed by the system of racism white supremacy uh to the point where i don't want to live my best life you see what i'm saying if that makes sense if they gonna take it from me when i'm fucking dirt poor and being shake shook shooken down you know they can take it from me and shake me down you know why i got a few thousand dollars in the bank you know what i'm saying living in a lovely home sitting on an acre you know what i'm saying so i'm like shit i might as well you know live it up in the house on the acre you know with a pool in the backyard 
you know, and wait for them to come for me if they ever come for me. You know what I'm saying? And being out in these streets and just being dusty, talking about, well, shit, they ain't going to let me do this, that and the third. You know what I'm saying? Being paralyzed and bummy, you know, being paralyzed mentally. So it's just like, why would the fuck do I give a fuck what they think? They already look at me like I'm a piece of shit, no matter how much uh, money is in my bank account. You see what I'm saying? So I might as well, you know, try to live the best life that I can live and work hard. You see what I'm saying? And get minds. It's like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what they think about me. You see what I'm saying? It's just meant. It's all, all those comments on those news sites and the trolling on Twitter and, you know, all these, you know, you start learning about some of your, your liberal, so-called liberal friends and shit like that. You know, it's just one of those things that it just fucks, tries to fuck you up mentally. But you get, you know, to get to this point where I'm at mentally, when it comes to the system of racism, white supremacy, you really have to study the system. You really have to sit down and listen to Neely Fuller Jr. You have to listen to uh, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. May she rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? You have to listen to them and how they break down the system and what's it meant to do to you. Right. So it's just basically meant to put you in a mental prison and have you out here walking around acting inferior instead of having your head high to the clouds and your shoulders back and just being confident in who you are and knowing who you are. You know what I'm saying? So if if you weren't such such a threat to the dominant society, uh, they weren't be, they wouldn't be out here killing you like this. They hate to see you successful. They hate to see you thriving in a system that they made this rigged for them to win no matter what. They hate to see it. You know what I'm saying? And if you out here being broke, dusty and, you know, mentally paralyzed, you know what I'm saying? They they still gonna look at you the same way. Fucking N word. You know what I'm saying? So why even give a fuck? Like you have to really kind of break out of that mental prison of looking at white folks as your God, as your deity, you know, as something royal and something high and mighty. You really have to just kind of break out of that mental prison. Right. So but let's go on and talk about this brother, James Scurlock. May he rest in peace. This was a young brother here who was murdered at the hands of um James Gardner like I said this is a well-known bigot who owns this club called the Hive which is downtown off of 12th and Harney and there's a club right next door that he owns too uh called the Gatsby right so you know 1920s themed Gatsby uh Great Gatsby and then you got the Hive 311 now back in the day people used to say 311 meant um kkk because you had three and then 11 for the 11th the 11th letter of the uh, alphabet is the letter k right and so people been people was i remember being a kid and we used to be calling out folks at when i used to go to king uh science center uh we used to be calling out you know little white kids they had on them shirts because that's what we thought and i still don't know what the fuck 311 means it could still be one of that shit like that and we used to you know be hey you're a fucking clan member you got on that clan shirt no 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 i'm cool i'm cool no the fuck you ain't you know what i'm saying we used to be pressing motherfuckers to the point where they had to turn they fucking 311 shirts inside out We, we were some little gangsters but um but it was so this this gardener guy so every fucking sunday it's like the homegirl ashley said uh shout out to her she listens to the show she was talking about she was tweeting about how every sunday you will see niggas complaining about incidents at the hive the hive was one of those clubs where you knew that he just wanted white folks in that establishment 
right that's all that he wanted right he just wanted white folks in there every time negroes would show up you know you could be dressed to the nines oh you got on gang colors oh your pants are too baggy oh your shoe your shoes laces aren't tied oh uh you have on a hat you know and you look in there and there's fucking 18 bros in there with their uh shirt with a fucking polo shirt with the with the collar popped up and they're all they all got on backwards hats dooting it up inside of there but you like hey what about that and then you know the security is just like yo you gotta take off that hat if you want to get in here but the question was is the question i had is why do niggas keep going in there and i told y'all uh, years ago on this podcast when i learned in my early 20s to stop giving white folks my money when they would pull that racist shit you know what i'm saying i used to have that mentality mm, fuck that fuck that i'm a man you know fuck that i'm, I'm coming into your club you know you had that mentality and then, you, then it just uh you know something just hit me and it was just like stop giving stop trying to get these motherfuckers your money you know what i'm saying put your money back in your pocket going down to the stage or you know hit hit a hit a different club you know and that and i went i used to be trying to get into this uh it's now defunct called the shark club it was out out on south 72nd uh just south of 72nd and pine or near 72nd and center uh so a few blocks south of pine street so yeah and every fucking time it would be like oh you got on a hat Oh, you have on a white t-shirt and you look you literally look behind you and it's some dusty ass rednecks in there with a fucking uh with a fucking a dingy ass dale earnhardt white t-shirt on and some beat up ass you know fucking dad new balance kicks on and some acid wash jeans and you like for real you let this dirty motherfucker in here but he was white right so you be in there dressed to the nines you have on a fucking ralph Lauren polo you know what i'm saying some nice ass i don't know south pole jeans this was like early 2000s so yeah south pole jeans and some fresh ass air forces or something you know with the crisp white tee underneath or you need to button your your shirt all the way up your white shirt is showing and i remember and i think that was the thing that i was just like oh nigga suck my dick and i just and it just clicked like man why the fuck am i trying to get these motherfuckers my ten dollars to get in and spend my little fifty dollars you know to or forty dollars to you know you know drink and dance with some honeys and play a little pool i was like man fuck this shit and then i remember the niggas that was rolling with me was like bro just button it up and i was just like man fuck this shit i'm rolling so i just bounced out and it just really just clicked i think i was about 23 24 when that happened too early 20s and and so so like i said there was always complaints about you know what was going on down there at the high you know by that racist ass jake gardner and so and and so that's just to give you a little background he's had run-in was run-ins with the police before there was an incident where he actually had to go in front of the liquor commission and they were getting ready to suspend him but he sweet talked his way out of it because there was an incident at the hive where a man was bleeding and the cops were trying to come in and investigate and security didn't want to let them in and then uh garner uh he was coming out there talking crazy and shit like that too so uh what happened on saturday was uh basically the protest started at 72nd and dodge so at where the target was at and then it started getting chaotic there and they had the, they had the city on smash these these protesters and then you had those agents of chaos right so uh basically people started you know shifting going towards downtown and going towards the main police station right 
So now you have these huge crowds going downtown, okay? So uh, Gardner's big, bigoted ass, so he's a well-known Trump supporter. And uh, let me pull this up real quick. <sighs> Give me a second here. Just bear with me, y'all. So uh, he was saying, it's Jake Gardner, the, the bigot that owns these clubs. He was saying... Uh, and he's a former Marine. He said, just when you think, what else could 2020 throw at me? And then he says, then you have to pull 48 hours of military style fire watch. Right. So this is basically meaning I'm going to be on guard, uh, ready with my gun loaded and checking for any hostiles. That's what basically a military style fire watch is. That's what that breaks down to. So that's what yeah so basically he's talking about a military style fire watch is basically hunkering down and then if a if something a commotion such as like a distraction like a fire or a loud bang or noise like that happens then you have to wake up the troops right that's what that basically means is wake up you know your uh your fellow in commands and shit like that that's what that breaks down too so uh this piece of shit he goes he has this club and so he's down there armed and there's video of this young man's murder uh of that brother uh skurlock may he rest in peace so there's you know video footage and it shows that and many people were saying that that gardner piece of shit was down there he was you know calling white protesters nigger lovers and i don't put it past him i don't put it past him just how he treats black folks at the folks at them clubs and then him then he got in some hot water about speaking against uh transgender folks too about bathroom usage and shit like that uh so i don't put it past him he's one of these um you know these hardcore right wingers who you know you fucking snowflake uh uh you know everything doesn't have to be politically correct so i don't put that past him that he was down there calling them white protesters uh nigger lovers right and so basically uh skurlock and his people are walking by or whatever and he's agitating folks right he's deliberately being an agitator this gardener piece of shit is right so basically uh you know he gets into it uh with some folks down there and they try to disarm him. he pulled a gun out so they trying to disarm him and he lets off two shots and it hits skurlock in the neck and unfortunately that young brother died at the scene that's 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 basically what happened right and so this morning uh or yesterday morning i should say sunday morning pretty much everybody was you know they knew who did it um nobody came out and said anything so people just assumed that he was released uh the gardener guy um and the mainstream media here didn't say shit about it but everybody knew you know who were, who was on the ground they knew who actually killed him and you looked at you look at the video and it's fucking james gardner i'm not gonna put that in the show notes that video of that brother uh Skurlock being murdered and so like i said he caught one in the neck and uh you know pretty much you know died on at the scene which is unfortunate and so then now uh so later on sunday afternoon the chief of police the governor of the state of nebraska and the mayor come out and because people are going to burn down his fucking club they're going to burn down most of the old market uh they're going to come see this man uh because basically they it's just been festering and you know people are just fed the fuck up with him 
And so, yeah, people were going to kill him and they were going to burn down his club. That, that was the two goals, uh, because people thought were under the assumption that he was let go. And so the, the chief of police had to come out and he's like, no, he's still in custody. And then he, he pawned it off talking about charges. You know, it's up to the attorney uh, was at Don Klein uh, to bring charges against uh, Gardner. Right. So you had people talking about. So then that's when all them trolls came out. They love that shit. They they be frothing at the mouth whenever a white man kills a so-called black savage. You know, they frothing at the mouth and talking about. Uh, oh he was just defending his property and blah 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 and all this other shit but what you don't understand is uh nebraska does not have any kind of stand your ground law there's no such law here in the state of nebraska that's that basically says you can defend your property or yourself you know and murder somebody and get away with it like what happened unfortunately rest in peace to that brother trayvon martin right he can't use that defense at all so yeah so the so the chief of police basically said hey it's on the uh the uh you know the attorney don klein to bring up charges but he is still in custody so they're protecting that man he is sitting down there at the uh at the court at the uh county jail he's sitting down there right now but people were pissed off and so that's when people got people were like okay well what shit we can't get to him we gonna burn that fucking club down so the governor and the mayor were like okay we're bringing in the national guard and we putting the whole fucking city the whole metropolitan area up under a 72 hour curfew so everybody needs to be the fuck home in the house from 8 p.m to 6 a.m unless you're going to and from work right but i don't trust that either because if they catch your black ass out in these streets and you tell them you're going to work you still could get hit with a 500 dollars fine and you know they'll just wrap you up in uh legalities you know what i'm saying they'll wrap your ass up with paperwork and shit like that and so so i so basically i ended up having to leave work early because i couldn't finish my route just because of the curfew and because all of the walmarts uh closed at five o'clock so you know i'm calling my boss he's you know three hours away he's in a whole nother state you know he he's two states away well just a state away and uh and i call him and he's just like oh shit i didn't know this was going on he's like nah he's like hey you ain't gonna risk your life for this job you need to go ahead and you know let the guys know uh deliver what you can but you know go home you know we want you guys to get home safely to your family and i was calling him to let him know like yo i'm about to take my black ass home anyway even if these walmarts wasn't about to close at five o'clock you know that and that's what that was left on my route was a few walmarts was like three walmarts i had left um so i ended up going home early and so i busted a move down there to see what was going on at the um going on downtown and so there were still protesters uh down there there's like fuck a curfew and what was crazy is they had that club blocked off and that's where most of the police was at they were just all uniformed up you know in riot gear down there and then once it got close uh so then i just busted a move and just came on back to the crib you know you kind of have that feeling i'm like damn i just had a baby i got my wife and my my little girl at home let me just take my let me just take my ass home you know what i'm saying so after i saw all that and you know saw that heavy police presence and they just down there you know guiding traffic and you know they basically you know 
just protecting that whole fucking club because people are were gonna burn it down and i still think that it will happen um so i just took my ass home and then i started following a couple people on twitter who was down there and just basically said soon as there's some video too i followed a couple of them antifa motherfuckers them agents of chaos uh on twitter and uh one of the chicks was saying that uh one of the young ladies was saying that she had a video soon as like the they started enacting the curfew around 8 30 they started arresting a bunch of people and then the national guard came down there to protect that building you know around as soon as the sun went down the national guard came in and started protecting that building so the mayor only has the power to enact a curfew for 72 hours uh so after that you know if this shit is people still turned up and they will be especially if this don klein the uh the, the attorney the uh the state's attorney if he doesn't you know um bring up any charges against uh that piece of shit gardener people are going to be turned to the fucking max and this is a perfect storm because you had the whole COVID 19 thing you had people sitting at home since fucking march not having shit to do and then all of a sudden it's just like yo uh this is the you know this is the this is the spark that's going to ignite this whole fucking country like i just seen out in what dc like the fucking lincoln memorial is like just there's just fires all around it from an aerial view people are just turned up to the fucking max but here uh people are still hell-bent on burning down that fucking club and rightfully so uh because he's just been a piece of shit for years just a just a piece of shit and he was out there armed and just ready to for some shit to pop off and you know i felt like he's a diehard trump supporter so soon as trump sent out that tweet uh for a war against black folks in the anti-black war uh that we're facing right now it was pretty much you know when the looting starts the shooting starts this man tweeted this out and so basically twitter had to put a disclaimer on there like hey you know this is hate speech violent speech whatever whatever and um and we've never seen that before coming from you know uh, a sitting president you know they talk they might talk behind like that behind closed doors but you know he just gave that green light and it was just like okay well this is a two-way fucking street let's turn up then right and so now the white house is pitch black ain't no lights on there, ain't nobody in there so people are trying to wonder you know where the fuck did he go hide at you know because people are out there in dc turned all the way the fuck up but when the president sent that tweet out that's when i feel like that battery was put in that bastard gardener's back you know what i'm saying to be out there calling them white protesters uh nigger lovers and just being an agitator out there so we're gonna see what happens in these next uh these next few days because uh it, it, it i mean you just feel the tension out there like i was out there driving i was just like man ain't nobody about to fucking you know these pigs ain't gonna rodney king me and then i said some of these agents of chaos they ain't gonna reginald denny my ass you know out here delivering you know so i just had my head on a swivel but you just felt the tension in the air just where you went uh and on my way home when i was bending that corner down there to see you know what was going on downtown uh near that that biggest club uh you know i drove by past a couple of uh walmarts and what was crazy is they basically had their whole teams putting like big ass pallets in front of the doors 
uh, you know, to protect the windows and the merchandise and shit or big ass pallets of, um, of like mulch and shit like that from their outdoor garden and uh yeah and they were just blocking off doors and shit like that like it, it it's it's crazy here you know what i'm saying so uh they talking about if they catch you out uh there's a 500 dollars fine uh and i think either three to six months of jail time or some shit like that so uh we'll see what happens i don't even know if i'm going to be working tomorrow because um or later today i mean i you know i told my job what was going on and they were just like okay and they you know they still sent out an email talking to uh, you know with my my whole route and my runs or my stores that i have to do but the thing is is like are these stores going to be open you know are they going to start closing mad early you know so i don't know what's going to happen so we got to see what's going to happen these next uh few days but um you know prayers for everybody out there um and black folks need y'all need to protect yourself that's all it is uh i just wish you know some of them young men down there were armed with something you know instead of you know going down there you know just bare naked uh just not a weapon on them not a pipe not a knife you know not you know just i don't know i th- i just feel like if one of them dudes was armed or something it would have been a different story you know what i'm saying they could have i i just think that you know that brother scurlock didn't have to lose his life like that you know i know they were trying to disarm him but um you know the guy was out there being an agitator and an asshole i just wish somebody had a fucking pipe they could have knocked him in the head you know and disarmed him that way hit him in the head with a brick or something you know knock the wind up out of him and you know kick the gun away it's just unfortunate but that man went out there looking for smoke and uh you know he went out there looking for some drama and you know he found it but the next time you know black folks if you're able get your ccw um you know just be armed uh be ready and uh just keep your head on a 360 because you just never know with what's going on with these protests and there's so many agents of chaos out there and there's uh you got white supremacists showing up acting like they're allies and they're coming out there armed as fuck and then they're pointing their guns at black folks and shit like that so uh just keep your head on the 360 swivel and if you're going to be at these protests you know keep some mace on you uh keep a blade on you you know if you can't you know afford a pistol or anything like that mace is uh 40 bucks you can get you a cheap blade even keep keep a butcher knife with you or a little steak knife or something like that and uh you know just be ready just be ready to poke a motherfucker be ready to you know knock somebody smooth the fuck out you know if you're gonna be out these protests because like i said there's so many agents of chaos being planted at these um fucking rallies that you're attending you know so um but i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope i saw a video of an older black man and a younger brother uh they were arguing back and forth about what is the way to seek freedom like it was real impact it was real passionate you know they hooting and hollering at the top of their lungs you know i think the older brother was talking about you know this is the way you know protesting and shit like that and 
then the other brother was trying to say you know we have to do it uh a different way you know and then they're just like well i don't know what's the answer and just being real aggressive and submissive at the same time you know being real but i don't know what to do you know shit like that um you know there's so many black men i'm seeing out there frustrated you know what to do in a system of racism white supremacy in this system black males can either be a woman a grown child or dead that's three options right and so you can either be a woman you can be out here you know busting your your, your cheeks open you know just being you, you know just being a non-threat you know you can you can do that you can act like a woman running around here you know not being a threat to the dominant society most of us are grown children and then or you could be dead when you try to be a man in a system of white supremacy most likely you're going to be dead right so most of us move like grown children in this system so the frustration stems from wanting to defeat your enemy but being afraid to go into battle because we've been groomed to you know have this you know this childlike mentality uh when it comes to attacking the system of racism white supremacy you know, we we think that we need white allies to help us, you know, so we're looking for a white person to give us the green light, you know, to say it's OK to attack the system. Um, we have our mothers, our grandmothers uh, coddling us because our OGs, our dads, our uncles, our big cousins, are, we're all swept up and locked up, uh, you know, from gang injunctions uh, to slang and crack or they just didn't give a fuck about us and they left. Right. So then you have your mother coddling you because she don't she knows how hard the system is on black males. So, again, you're being groomed to be an adult child. Right. And um, so, like I said, that frustration stems from wanting to defeat your enemy, but afraid to go into battle uh, because the system, it's designed to crush your warrior spirit. You know, it, it has you taking out your frustrations on each other on the plantation. We will have all the smoke in the world uh, for a motherfucker that looked just like us or for anybody that's non that, another non-white. You know, we'll have all this because we know if I have this smoke for somebody that looks just like me or uh, another non-white person in this country, my sentencing won't be so harsh. Uh, I might get a slap on the wrist. I might just do a few months in jail, you know, or I could get away with it. But if you pull that shit with a member of the dominant society. You know the whole system is going to come crushing down on you you are going to get the harshest sentence possible they will even change the laws to make sure that this sentence is even harsher just for your black ass right so you take your frustrations out on each other at the plantation it's just like uh uh I, i'll use this um this uh analogy is just like a guy at work who's uh basically catching hell at work from his boss but he can't stand up to his boss because that's his source of income so he comes home and takes it out on his wife and kids you know what i'm saying because he's so much of a bitch at work that he comes home and takes out his frustration on 
you know his wife and kids so that's the analogy that i'll use that's how that's how uh, that's how being a grown child in the system of white supremacy is for black males you know what i'm saying so you know the system and the oppressor you know who your oppressor is and got you fucked up in the game but you scared to actually attack the system because you might got a few nigga trinkets you might have a, a decent job or something like that and or you don't want to offend uh your white friends you know what i'm saying because you hold them in a higher place than your own black family you know what i'm saying so that's where a lot of that frustration come out to you know what i'm saying so like i said but if you keep that same energy that you keep you know with black uh your fellow black man or other non-whites you know you do that with the oppressor they'll kill you or enslave you for a long time they'll throw that whole fucking book at you you know and they make it public so other black males in the system will be afraid and they mean in white supremacists you know won't hesitate to harm children also uh so the parents will instill in the black male at a young age that they better not attack the establishment or any oppressor that'll you know or they'll end up you know dead or in jail i'll tell you this story again i remember when i filed a complaint against uh the police department and uh my mama and my grandmama was telling me at the top of their lungs that i shouldn't do it there's gonna be some retaliation against me uh because uh, i remember they were these cops were doing some illegal shakedowns in crack alley i used to live by my apartment complex was by a place called crack alley over off of leavenworth and um so the they they had their car running and so I just, you know, I pulled up behind them thinking they were about to move because they had the car running. And so then, you know, I sat there for like a minute Then I just backed out and just, you know, went down the street a different way. So they hit the car hard in reverse, pulled up behind me. All my paperwork's legit. So I'm being an asshole. You ain't about to catch me slipping. Right. So here's my license, registration, insurance. You know, so they had me that it was a hot day. So I had to turn off the car, turn off the, the, the air and shit like that. So I'm just sitting there sweating. I'm like, yo, I got to get to work. They're like, well, you, you just wait. And so they couldn't find nothing on my black ass. I'm, I'm a smooth criminal. I'm clean as a fucking whistle. And so they give me a ticket for having uh an air freshener hanging from my mirror now that's a secondary offense that ain't nothing you can pull anybody over for so you know i'm sitting they had me sitting in the car for an hour while they were trying to trump up some bullshit so they give me that ticket i go to work i showed my boss i'm like hey i was late because of this that and the third and so i'm telling my mom about it and she was like oh you know it's fucked up blah 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 and i'm just like i'm gonna file a complaint i got their badge numbers i'm gonna file a complaint and uh you know so my mom and my grandma are trying to talk me out of it because they believe i'm going to be a target so their their fear is you know um it's valid but at the time i'm still in my 20s i don't give a fuck i'm like fuck this you're gonna inconvenience me i missed out you know on an hour and a half of my pay and so i went ahead and i just filed the complaint but it's just that thinking right there and i have so and i know so many of my black men have that same kind of story when they're going to uh quote unquote attack the system or go towards the system or buck the system you know or challenge the system that there's somebody it could even be an older black male you know it can be your daddy or your grandpa or your uncle telling you you know this ain't it this ain't the way to do it 
you know, just going about your business because they know how hard the system is going to be on you. So I still filed that complaint. Only thing that happened was I got like a, a apology letter. That was it. That was it. And um, and I didn't tell my mama this. Um, when me and my wife uh, first started dating and stuff, we used to hit these protests hard, like uh, for Ferguson, uh, for Trayvon Martin and shit like that. And then we moved together into an apartment downtown and we went to one protest um and this was for mike brown and so we was with the brother deshaun uh shout out to him he out in cali doing his thing uh but he used to have an organization here called ftp and it was called for the police i mean uh, for the people i'm sorry and um and so he used to just be, he used to be a thorn in the side of city council of the mayor the uh chief of police uh because he used to hold them fucking accountable right and doing everything he knew what was well within his rights and so uh we had a rally down uh to when uh mike brown got shot and uh it was just me and deshaun we were the only black people there and uh and my wife was there and uh there was like like three other white people there like it was all these people talking shit yeah we're gonna be down there too and we were trying to disrupt the we have this thing where they turn the lights on like around thanksgiving like these christmas lights and shit and so we you know we had to work with the police to you know the police were like you you need to stay the fuck here just right here and shit like that and i know they were monitoring the facebook page and shit like that but after we did that rally and we were on the loud horn and you know folks coming up to us yeah that's right that's right fuck the system blah 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 but nobody would join us it was like six people there you know but um since then uh and this is when we first moved into our downtown apartment there would literally be uh, a cop parked outside of our apartment uh for about an hour or two every fucking day uh, and I caught them on my days off. They would just be parked there. And then um, and I knew they were there because I would ask my next door neighbor. Um, uh, this lady had a German shepherd. I forgot her name. Uh, or did she have a husky? I can't remember. Some white lady that lived right next door. And uh, she would always talk about. I guess she worked from home. I don't know what she did. But she was like, yeah, they were there. And they would just sit there. It would be different cops sitting right in front of our apartment. Our apartment led out into the street. So it, did, it wasn't. It was like one of those corner apartments where it has a little porch and shit like that. They would sit there. Um, of, they did it for about a year a whole year just monitoring our apartment and i didn't tell my mama that because i didn't want her freaking out and shit like that um and then uh there was an incident down because we lived across from the train station and i remember i was filming them they were uh fucking with a, a mentally handicapped brother and uh they saw me filming it was like four cop cars they saw me filming and I remember my Asian neighbor, I forgot the lady's name. She was just like, yeah, yeah, you do that shit. And I was just like, you can join me filming. And she got scared and she went off. And so <clears throat> uh, so I was in my wife's car. She drives a little Prius at the time. Uh, I don't know. I was about to go somewhere. I said, fuck that. And so I pulled up and I was filming. I, I wasn't even close to them motherfuckers. I was probably about, 
I don't know, about 20 yards away, you know, zoomed in recording. And one of the cops literally comes up and starts running my wife's plates. And he starts asking me information about why I'm filming and shit like that. And then they started camping out again in front of our apartments uh, for another, you know, five, six months. But they would always do that. They did that for about a year. And then we had that other incident with that mentally handicapped brother. They didn't do shit to him because I was standing there recording. But they, I think they was going to beat the shit out of him or try to abuse that brother uh for being uh for quote unquote trespassing but i'm just saying that to say this uh after that incident the first incident i had with the police and i filed the complaint i don't tell my i don't tell my ogs and my family about what's going on because i don't want anybody trying to talk me out of doing the right thing you know what i'm saying i you know so there's shit that happens to me you know by the police or getting slighted by some uh, white bigot or something like that and i take the corrective actions filing you know a complaint and shit like that i go that white folks route you know i'm gonna make your life a living hell on paper you know what i'm saying to you know produce some some sort of justice but that's what the system does though it it shows you know it basically has your ogs and your family doing the dirty work for you you know you shouldn't be out there at them rallies you be careful out there you know that ain't the way to do it uh you need to vote you know and shit like that and you know so um so like i said your parents your ogs they kind of instill that into black males you know um telling you not to attack the establishment so that's basically where black male frustration comes from you know we've been groomed to be aggressive yet submissive to the system you know and i'm gonna say this power is taken it's not given you know that's the mistake a lot of brothers make you know no one is going to come to you and say here i grant you power war is about power and resources that's what it breaks down to so right now we're in a it's pretty much we're just basically trying to eradicate racism right now and that's why you're seeing so much pushback and the military being brought in to combat it because the system works so fine for the dominant society but there's just so many people you know black folks are just fed the fuck up black folks said we're going to end racism today and so every fucking state is pretty much reacting like okay we're bringing in the national guard we're going to militarize police and i'm gonna tell you this black man if you weren't so powerful there's something in you that is so powerful and so bothersome and so scary to the dominant society they wouldn't be out here trying to kill you every day if you were just a weak motherfucker and i and i keep that in the back of my mind every fucking day i have to remind myself of that but i keep that in mind every fucking day there is something within my black ass that is such a threat to the dominant society that they do everything to disenfranchise my black ass to uh harm my black ass or even try to kill my black ass and there's something within us so you just have to remember how strong you are and it is hard being black but you know what if a fucking genie came here today and say hey i can make you any other race what would you want to be i'd be like nigga make me a shade darker and let's get it in you know what i'm saying but that's been selling hope like damn dope um we don't need any allies you know we got each other um yourself look at look within yourself and stop seeking permission you know that's why we be uh crying towards white allies because we want permission to buck the system that's all a white ally is some you want somebody to give you fucking permission 
to attack the system of racism, white supremacy, and that ain't it. You give yourself permission. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right. So moving on to holding this L, we, uh, oh, man, holding this L, but uh, holding this L, we have to give it to uh, that brother, uh, the Jamaican brother, Shamik Moore. Uh, that's the young man who's, uh, who does the voice acting of Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse, and he also was the lead role to let lead role in that movie dope um this nigga was on twitter just explaining just uh just talking about uh respectability politics and i think that comes from his caribbean background because a lot of uh uh, folks who migrate black folks who migrate over here they they love to hop on that respectability uh train and he was basically talking about uh, we have work to do on our work. We have to work on our community before blaming everything on, quote, racist and police. And he said, one, there is still black on black violence that needs to be addressed. And two, if we know that the wrong white person could change our whole life with a false accusation, um, he said he was just basically just going off. Uh, once a person goes off on black on black violence or black on black crime or Chicago, uh, that's when you stop listening because that is a deflection. And like I said, in the system, like I said, in selling hope like dope, black males can either be a woman, a grown child or dead. That's it. Those are the three options right now. Right. And so this 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 fool is he hopped on that coon train and he is being submissive and like, well, what about black on black crime? Like, hey, hey, you know, and like I said, that that comes. That's a thought that stems from a lot of these uh, black immigrant folks who come on over here. They love to hop on that respectability politics. Just put your head down and work hard. You're in the land of opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then he doubled down. He doubled down and he uh and he said no one asked for my opinion but it's 2020 not 1945 meaning i'm more focused on black futures than black history i personally refuse to feel like a victim i refuse to have a slave mentality i don't i don't uh fear for my life because i know how to carry myself in tough situations uh this nigga said he's focused on black future and then black history uh, if you knew if you knew your history, you wouldn't be out here talking about black on black crime. Right. Uh, you wouldn't be out here talking about respectability politics, because if you knew your black history, you knew that they were hanging uh, black men by their son, you know, in their Sunday's best, beating the shit out of sisters wearing their Sunday best, you know, out here in whole ass, you know, uh, pencil skirts and, you know, uh, you know, those box hats and everything, just beating the shit out of black folks, you know, out here marching and stuff like that with Dr. King. Um, and then he said, I'm going to go live on Instagram. My tweets are being taken out of context and shit like that. This nigga got on Instagram uh, live talking about how Rosa Parks didn't know there was black owned taxi cabs. And he tried to throw our brother, Dr. Claude Anderson, in there because Dr. Claude Anderson's family had uh, a bus line, their own bus line. So he was trying to say that Rosa Parks should have took that. What this nigga don't know is Rosa Parks worked for the NAACP, right? 
and the NAACP was going to use a sister by the name of uh, is Colvin. Let me see, what's her first name? Claudette Colvin. This was a young sister who was uh, the original, uh, you know, uh, black woman. She was a teenage girl who defied segregation down there in Alabama on a bus. She wouldn't get the fuck up. You know, uh, they were on a bus and she was sitting in the black section and uh, it started getting crowded. And so her friends, Claudette's friends, got up and moved it was like three of them and she sat there she's like fuck this and then you know they called the po police on her and they she was arrested and all these trumped up ass charges and shit and so she had a lawyer and the lawyer was going to contact the NAACP but uh Claudette even said herself um let me see let me give you the actual quote let me pull this up uh after she got arrested um, she was talking about how everything changed. She lost her friends and uh, her the, her friend's parents told them to stay away from her because she was crazy and extremist and she wanted to fight this in court. Um, and so she got a black lawyer named Fred Gray and uh, he was he was prepared to file a civil rights lawsuit, you know, to, you know, to go against the segregation on the buses down there in Montgomery. But uh, after they talked with local community leaders, they decided to wait because Coven was only 15 at the time and she didn't have, quote unquote, civil rights training. So uh, and then uh, the so the her attorney said the community wasn't really ready for Coven's situation. And then so then she went ahead and had she had a child out of wedlock and she got pregnant when she was 16. And so she didn't really fit that perfect negro image you know what i'm saying to try to appeal to these whites um and so that's when the naacp chose rosa parks right and uh and she, coven says even says i knew why they chose rosa uh they thought i would be too militant for them they wanted someone mild and gentle uh like rosa you know what i'm saying but she wasn't no hater she said it's good to see some of the fruit of my labor to me i don't mind being named uh as long as we have someone out there to tell our story right so this that brother talking about he cared about black futures and not black history he didn't know that this was you know this was all planned you know what i'm saying it wasn't just some some event that just happened you know this was planned by the naacp and other black leaders for rosa parks to get on there and go through that situation and she was the model minority for this to happen you know what i'm saying so that brother just has to hold this L and that's that's what's so frustrating you see with these immigrant brothers who, uh, you know, or second gen immigrants who come who parents come on over here and instill in them. Uh, don't be fucking with them niggas. Uh, lead them uh, Akatas alone. They all they do is gang bang this, that and the third, which is just some straight bullshit. And uh, so they go out here and they get these large platforms, some of them and be on here sounding just like a white supremacist. You know what I'm saying? So Shamik, he has to hold this L. And then Madonna's goofy ass gonna have to hold this L. Did y'all see the video that Madonna posted? And I looked at her Twitter. She still got this bullshit up. She had her son Daniel out there showing feet in the kitchen. Meaning this fool was in the kitchen. Her black adopted teenage son was in the kitchen dancing for racism. He was dancing away the racism. OK, this is how Madonna used her platform to show her teenage son dancing to They Don't Really Care About Us by Michael Jackson in the kitchen uh, in honor of George Floyd and other victims of racism. 
and police brutality. She had, this white woman had her black teenage adopted son in the kitchen, soft shoeing, literal soft shoeing with no shoes on, showing his feet in the kitchen dancing to michael jackson's they don't really care about us if you don't know i don't know if that's i I, that's just if tone deaf was a person it would be that tweet right there having her black ass adopted son showing his feet dancing dance for me daniel dance or is his name michael i don't know or is his name daniel let me daniel or david let me see here let me let me pull this tweet up let me let me read it to y'all too it just it makes no fucking sense it says brutal murder brutal murder travels around the world my son david dances to honor and pay tribute to george and his family and all acts of racism and discrimination that happen on a daily basis yeah, this nigga is in the kitchen in some adidas sweatpants with his shirt tucked in with no shoes on dancing and she's just there filming it like i said in the system of racism white supremacy you either gonna be a woman a grown child or dead that's how that's how it is so this he's in here dancing showing that he's not a threat to the system i'm a dance away racism it's sad so uh madonna you gotta hold this l and shameek Moore. go ahead and hop on that l with her Get your man. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. We have to give it to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he is still out here doing the work of the people and still, you know, helping bail out uh, protesters. And you know what? It's amazing to me to see all these white supremacists and these and these suspected white supremacists out here uh, just basically saying, oh, shit, I miss Colin Kaepernick kneeling instead of everybody burning down these fucking cities. That's that's what we're seeing on social media. And there's one post that's doing some numbers is going around on Facebook. And this is by uh some guy let me pull up his name this is some bullshit uh some guy named ryan michaels and it's a picture of colin kaepernick and he said i owe you an apology cap four years ago you made a statement and i didn't agree with your platform many of my family members and people i love defended and died for the flag for which you knelt before i was offended and openly critical of your protest i failed to lovingly come by your side and hear your heart I looked at how you were protesting instead of why. As a result, your cry for help fell upon deaf ears. I'm sorry. Perhaps if I listened four years ago, things would be different today. Maybe if I joined you in your crusade, we could have made an impact together. You chose to peacefully kneel and I condemned you. For that, I am sorry. So this is doing numbers and I don't know why Negroes are posting this like this is some shit like, Oh, he had a change of heart. Had a change of heart because motherfuckers is turned out turned up in the street burning down buildings and breaking glass and just going to war with the state that's it with this police state uh with their own state and with the federal government people are fucking fed up and cap tried to warn you four years ago about this police brutality thing now it's like i miss when that big afro nigger was kneeling during the national anthem i miss that i could deal with that i can't deal with this 
You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's a perfect storm. You got that COVID-19 flying around here. People been cooped up in the house. And then you got the murder of George Floyd. And now uh, the mur- murder of that young brother, Skurlock. And now it's just like, fuck. People are fed the fuck up. And people been fed up for a long fucking time. And this is just the perfect storm. And 2020 is just, it. like somebody said on Twitter, 2020 feels like a series finale. It feels like this is it. People are fed the fuck up. People are tired and people are taking their power back. So now you just see so many people like all you got to do is just search Colin Kaepernick. You see so many people, you know, uh, switching their opinions. They missed that peaceful protest shit. That shit didn't work. And then then what did uh, uh, the Cheeto in chief called them, uh, called him a son of a bitch or called them sons of bitches. And, and now look, look at the country now. Look at the whole fucking country now. The shit is up in flames. You got black and white folks out here together in the front lines just like I'm fed the fuck up. I'm fucking tired. You got these agents of chaos mixed in with these groups of protesters uh, fanning these flames or adding gasoline and striking a match. And people are just panicking like, fuck, am I next? You know what I'm saying? But you y'all denied that man a job y'all didn't want to hear the message all you saw was him kneeling during the national anthem and you lost your fucking minds and look what happens this is what happens when you ignore the plight of a people this is what happens when you ignore uh the system of racism white supremacy or try to deny that it exists it's just it's one of those things you keep on sweeping up under the rug and before you know it you got a fucking mountain of dirt up under your rug you know the rug is coming unhinged because you done swept so much shit up under there the fabric is breaking but shout out to that brother colin kaepernick on some i told you so shit all right so moving on to the last segment of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth and please excuse boo coughing in the background and sneezing so uh this quote comes from the great millie fuller jr who's a who's i would like to say a sociologist and uh the first person to ever discuss racism as a system as a whole system and he broke that down um and this quote comes from nilly fuller and it says and he says this all the time uh if you do not understand white supremacy which is racism what it is and how it works everything else that you understand will only confuse you and that's true uh we are going to see a lot of purposed confusion going on meaning people are going to throw out different kind of distraction tactics to you because you're focused on the system of racism white supremacy right now everybody in this whole fucking country even the world is focused on the system of racism white supremacy so there's going to be a lot of purpose confusion going on and a lot of infighting but you stay focused on the system itself and fuck the system all right so this has been episode 177 of do rags and boat shoes um nothing but love and respect to all y'all out there and um i will holler at y'all next week all right and as always you know i love y'all one